Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Uh, I've got David Phillips on with me today, and he's been working part-time with the Prophecy Club for about eight years and hopefully soon to be full-time. And uh, anyway, he, this was his idea to come up and uh, have him come on and ask some questions all about this Joseph's Kitchen. So, David, welcome to the Prophecy Club. Thanks, Dan. It's a blessing to be here. And I'm just like a lot of the other listeners. I just had a lot of questions when you started talking about offering wheat. So I thought, you know, in, in some ways it seems out of the blue, but of course, very interesting and biblical. Uh, and so I'm sure that the listeners like me have many questions. Uh, and so first, I wonder if you could just tell us your story. How did you get into this topic? And how did it come to be that you started offering wheat for sale for a famine? Yeah, good question. Well, so I was just like everybody else. I thought that what you had to do was get some kind of like freeze-dried food or some kind of food that you boiled boiling water in. And of course, what I didn't understand at the time is that's like real expensive, like nine or ten thousand dollars per person per year. And God showed me a way to where I can feed a person for in the ballpark of a thousand dollars a year, like ten percent of that price. So here's how it happened. So about six months ago, I got this email and uh, it's like an hour long. There's guys that watch it. So I emailed him back and I said, man, this is an hour long. Can you give me a time code? I mean, what do you want me to see? And he said, just watch it. I thought, all right, fine. So I just started watching it and I would just stop and click about every five minutes. Well, this lady talking in a church said something that caught my attention. So I backed up and I wound up watching the whole thing. And she said some very important things. She explained, basically, that in 1860, prior to that time, wheat, we call them wheat berries, not wheat seeds, that wheat berries were ground, some by hand. Of course, this goes all the way back to the days of Moses and the Pharaohs and stuff like that, probably all the way back to the beginning of time, if we really knew the truth. But like uh, the, our nation used to be around the world, they were filled with windmills. And the primary job of those windmills was to grain wheat berries, grind them and make flour so they could make the bread. But she explained in 1860, that all changed because some enterprising person figured out that if you take out the shell and the endosperm or the little grain inside of it, if you take those out and you just have the white part of the flour, then it doesn't spoil. Wonderful, because they were having a lot of problems with spoilage in those days. Wonderful. Well, the problem with that is they also took out the lion's share of the nutrition. So then all kinds of problems started popping up in the children of those days. So they started adding nice and they started adding all of these artificial ingredients back into it to try to make up for what they had taken out, all with the whole objective to try to keep it from spoiling. So anyway, so she says, okay, so here's what we do. We actually grind our own berries. We put the flour into a bread machine, push a button. Two hours and 20 minutes later, we have a nice, perfect loaf of bread. And I thought, okay, about 68 years old. I've never tasted actual home ground, <laughs> homemade whole wheat flour. I've never tasted that kind of bread. So I thought, okay, let's try it. So I ordered in some of the, the flour in, in a grinder, and I made a couple of loaves. And, of course, I couldn't get Leslie. Leslie didn't want to have anything to do with it. This is your project. All right. Well, I will find out. 
Now, looking back, it was the hand of God teaching me something about wheat that had been largely forgotten in our modern times. So anyway, I made a couple of loaves of bread, and they weren't exactly great, but we cut them up into pieces, and they tasted really good. Now, I also began to notice something else as I made several more. Well, well, of course, for, as soon as we tasted the couple of loaves and we ate them and we liked them, Leslie says to me, well, if you're going to do this, you have to order a bread machine because I am not going to be needing bread and you aren't going to want to do it either. And you're not going to want to have to cook this bread. So order a bread machine that'll do all that work for us, which I thought was a good idea. So we ordered a bread machine anyway. So we started making this bread. Now, I had no idea it was going to go to this point. I didn't understand at the time what God was showing me is a way, his way to feed a lot of people, feed the masses, feed them, feed them good, good, wholesome food for probably the lowest price on the planet. So anyway, so I got the bread machine. I started making bread and I started eating it. Well, I noticed that I got more energy. Before that, Leslie's always saying, well, you need to take vitamins because, you know, you're just getting old. You get tired. <laughs> well, I still don't take the vitamins, but the bread makes me feel. How do I say this? Uh, I, I know I know this sounds trite. It makes me feel younger and stronger. And I also notice that when I eat a slice or two of it before I go play racquetball, even the guys I play racquetball, with begin to notice, hey, you know, you are running like the wind. You're running like you're 20 years old again because I not only had more energy, I had more strength. Also noticed I started sleeping better at night. Now, I'd love to be able to say that it's fixed my high blood pressure. I think it might be safe to say it's probably lowered a little bit, maybe smoothed it out a little bit. But I also noticed that when I get hungry, it's not like, you're hungry now. It's more like, hey, um, you're kind of getting hungry. <laughs> it's not near as bad. Uh, and I find that if I eat a, 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 just one slice, probably like in the morning or maybe mid-morning, and I have another one in the afternoon, I can get by very comfortably on just two slices a day. Meaning, in a famine, in an emergency, if I had to, I could live on two slices of bread a day. Now, with our American diet, we like more than that. So a lot of times, just because I like the bread, just because I want more, I will have three slices. But I've noticed that if I have four slices, it gives me so much energy, it is difficult to go to sleep. Typically, I'll go to bed, yeah, 11, 1130. Sometimes I find myself, well, it's 12, 1230 I can fall off to sleep. I eat too much bread. Bread? Yeah, and you, you have to understand it's a guy that plays racquetball twice a week, I have tried just about every kind of lotion and potion and pill and sports drink, everything, trying to rev me up so I can go, <laughs> so I can go out there and beat those young guys. <laughs> because at 68 and I'm playing other guys that are 40 and 50, you know, they run circles around me. Well, all of a sudden, this, this bread, it's like, forget all that sports drinks. Just give me a slice of bread before I go play racquetball. And it is, I noticed... And I don't know how to tell you this, but it's more strength. I mean, I, I feel myself being able to run and move faster and corner and stop and turn because racquetball, they say, is the fastest sport ever. I mean, it's you got to be really fast. 
And at 68, I ain't so really fast. <laughs> so it actually helps me. So also started noticing that I wasn't getting sick so often. I, I also noticed, I, I, I could reach right here. I still got it close. I've got this real, I, I was always having to put this hand lotion on my hands. Because, you know, as you start getting older, like my little granddaughter said, oh, why do you keep putting this stuff on your fingers? Well, I said, well, when you get older, your skin doesn't, it's not as sticky. And I said, see, your skin is young and it's nice and sticky and you can pick up paper. So I've noticed that as I get older, my skin is dry. But since I start eating the bread, I'm not having to put a hand cream on all the time. I also noticed this lady that was talking about the bread. She said she was like in her early 60s. <laughs> she had no wrinkles. I thought, oh, <laughs> okay, that's very good. Because wheat is chocked full of vitamin E. So it's very, very, very good for your skin. So that's the first thing. I mean, I had, I didn't know where this was going. I just thought, ah, personally, it's something pretty good for me to eat. So that's all I was going to do. I'm just going to eat it for myself. And then uh, we, I thought, well, hey, you know, this is a pretty good deal. Maybe we need to see if some of the church is interested. So I talked to them. I started taking food or some of the bread to the church. And several of the people at the church really liked it. I mean, we had a spread of donuts over here <laughs> and then Stan's bread. And it wasn't but just a couple of weeks. And the donuts were left and everybody was eating Stan's bread. And then, of course, I went to the next level. I started adding cinnamon and raisins to it, and I started getting really fancy. Now, understand, Leslie, all of this time, now nah, this is your project. You do it. I'm not having anything to do with it. Yeah, That was fine by me, but I still hadn't seen that God's hand was in it. He was showing me something about wheat, that wheat is not only good for you, probably one of the, I mean, Jesus said, uh, that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Well, I always took that saying, oh, well, uh, you know, you need to learn the word of God. But what I didn't see until recently is that in his day, he may have been saying that because most people pretty much lived on bread. And he was really telling them that, you know, you need to have some other things in there, meaning that like in the days, uh, the seven years of plenty, in the days of Pharaoh, followed by the seven years of famine, what was it that fed the whole world for seven years? It was wheat. Yeah. I mean, so wheat is, I just wonder if it's not like one of the primary things we're really supposed to be eating. So anyway, back to the story. So <clears throat> I'm eating this wheat. I'm loving it. And somewhere around when I reached about the 40 loaves, actually I made about 40 loaves, I talked to our church about it and I said, you know, this is, this is really a good thing. I said, here's, I'm, I'm going to just tell you guys. Okay. So I'm impressed <laughs> to make a large order of wheat. I said, I've all, uh, let me back up the story. So I ordered, you're not going to believe this. I ordered 4,000 pounds of wheat. Yes. God provided the money, but I, I still hadn't seen where he was going with it yet. <laughs> And so you say, 4,000 pounds of wheat, what is that? Well, at 50 pounds a bag, that's, what? what is that, 80 bags? I, I have to calculate it up again. Anyway, I filled, <laughs> filled our garage with bags of wheat. 
But also, uh, in, in ordering other wheat, I discovered there's a problem. Because they send it out in these brown paper bags. And, of course, one of the bags, when, when I was first ordering, before I ordered the 4,000 pounds, the bag came in a box. It was busted inside, and wheat berries were spilling out of the box and all over my garage, and it was a mess. And, of course, I could easily see that a little bit of humidity or mice or rats could get into it really easily, so I saw a problem. So now, we solved that problem, but I'll have to come back to that. So anyway, so I went to the church, and I said, look, <laughs> if everybody liked this wheat, and now they've been eating wheat for a couple of months back then, they all really liked it. I said, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm about to order another 10,000 pounds. I ordered the 4,000 4, pounds, put it in storage. Uh, I'll get to that story in a second. So I said, I'm about to order another 10,000 pounds. What? And all I can say is in here, it was in my heart. It, it was like, I know that I know that I know that I'm supposed to do this. I can't explain it. Leslie says, you're ordering 4,000 pounds, and now you're ordering another 10,000 pounds of wheat? Are you sure? I, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So I got in front of the church when we were not on the uh, the live stream, and I said, okay, so here's the deal. If you like the wheat, and I was teaching them how to make their own wheat, their own, their own bread, I said, I'm going to order another 10,000 pounds. Now, if you want in on the deal, here's in Sue. I can add your order in there. So anyway, a lot of the church got wheat, and they've all been loving it as well. So someplace in here, all these dreams keep coming into Prophecy Club. Food shortage. Food shortage. No food on the shelves. Shelves empties. Food shortage. People standing in line. People fighting at the grocery stores. All of the, I mean, you've, you've heard the various dreams. Okay, so Stan, either you're going to listen to what God is saying, or this is just a scam. If you really believe those dreams are from me, then you need to be thinking about this. And again, it came to my heart. It came to here, just inside me. What I need to do is set up some way to offer this to the people. So I sat down, I began calculating, been thinking this through. Okay, so here's, here's what I come to the conclusion. You can't ship one bag of wheat because one bag of wheat, 50 pounds, they put it in a box. By the time you pay the shipping on it, it was $89, and they still had a bag of wheat that's in a paper bag. So I realized what you need to do is put them in pails. So I ordered some seven-gallon pails. All the congregation <laughs> came over, and one Saturday, we opened these, I think it was like 360 bags and poured them into 600 or 360 pails. And inside that pail, we also put three oxygen absorbers and also bay leaves because bay leaves and the oxygen absorbers will kill if there's any bugs in there. And I checked with the wheat people I'm buying it from. I said, so we do this. How long should it last? And they said, oh, probably more like seven to 10 years. So I said, well, that's, that's a lot better because if it's just in a bag, they say it only lasts about a year because you've got humidity problems. You've got all kinds of, uh, <clears throat> of like uh, 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 mice and rat problems and things like that. So anyway, we, we ordered this all in, and 
I begin to have it laid on my heart. What I need to do is set this up so that other people can begin to learn about this wheat thing. So I said, well, look at, I said, I had to do all kinds of research, you know, which one of the bread machines, because there's a lot of junk, just trash bread machines, trash mills. And I said, I want, I've found out the right way to do this. So I set up where, okay, this is the, the bread machine we recommend. This is the grain mill. That, and, and that's another thing. Wheat has two problems. You have to get it from the wheat berry into flour. Now, times past, there was a stone method or a windmill stone thing that ground it. But today, an electric mill in 30 seconds makes flour out of four cups, and you're ready to make a three-pound loaf of bread. But the weakness is you got to get it from the wheat berry into the flour, and that takes electricity. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Well, I would buy a hand mill. Well, one of the congregation members <laughs> that's involved in this, he said, so I, I got one of those hand mills, cost me $450. He said, and I cranked, and I cranked, and I huffed, and I puffed, and I sweat. <laughs> he said, and after all of that huffing and puffing, he said, I had one cup of flour. Well, the problem is, is a, a, a loaf of bread takes four cups. So hand mills are really not the solution. And we're going to, down the road, I've talked to a company, and we're, we're probably going to be able to come up with a solution for the electricity. But anyway, back to the problem. The first problem is you got to get the, the, the wheat, the berry, into flour. And then the next problem, you have to... Uh, get that flour needed and all. Well, the, the bread machine fixes that. So we think we've solved the problems. Also, the problem is how to keep the wheat from going bad in the bag. Well, we found that I solved that by putting them into seven gallon pails. Yes, I know it takes a lot of trouble, but this is for long-term storage food. Now, how long do wheat berries last? They pulled some wheat berries out of the pyramids, 3,000 years old. They planted them and they grew. And I've talked about this on the program the other day, and I got an email. This lady says, I've had some wheat in, in, in pails, like you're talking about, for 25 years. And she says they're still good. So meaning that wheat is potentially the best thing for long-term storage food. Now, there's some other things involved. You got to have things like olive oil and honey and things. So I've made it simple. At josephskitchen.com, you go in. And you click, you got to get the mechanicals. You have to have, believe me, you, you have to have a grain mill to take it from the berry to the flour. You have to have a bread machine, unless you want to get into kneading and baking and things like that. And that ain't me. And it's probably not most of the people. And I'm saying that, yes, men, the men, the men can do this. You don't have to count. On, you, matter of fact, Leslie has had nothing to do with it. She has not touched it. She won't even clean up after me. <laughs> so I have to do it all. So I'm saying you don't have to count on your wives to do this for you. You can do it. And matter of fact, I if it's not today, it'll be Monday. We're going to have a one-hour video up where I actually go through and show people how I make a loaf of bread. Now, this is just a basic loaf of bread. If you want to get fancy with putting cinnamon and raisins and other things like that into it, up on the josephskitchen.com website. We're going to have recipes up there so that <clears throat> you can download those recipes. There's all kinds of things. I mean, once you have the wheat, wheat's the main thing. All of the olive oil and other things, those are, those are side things. But if you have the wheat, 
in an emergency, you can eat. I mean, you can just put the wheat into water the night before and let it soak and you can eat it like cereal. So at the end of the day, wheat is the bottom line. You've got to have the wheat. Now, the problem is when you order it in from other places, it comes in a paper bag. It's not really storable. It's not, you got all kinds of humidity problems with rice, uh, with mice and rats and things like that eating into it. Whereas when you order from us, it comes in a seven gallon pail and it comes with the oxygen absorbers and the bay leaves. So it keeps the bugs out. And also it has a little pull top on it. So you pour it out. You don't have to worry about spilling it or something like that. It's, it's really good. Okay, do you have another question? <clears throat> so, Stan, why should people be focused on buying food now and especially wheat? Why wheat in comparison to some of the, you know, the beans and the rice and some of the other things that people say you have to have? Why wheat and specifically why now? Well, of course, I'm not <clears throat> a nutrition expert and I can't answer that officially. I'm only just speaking just kind of person to person here. and rice and beans and all of the things that prophecy club has sold through our other vendors for years. I mean, I can't say those are bad, but I can say that the price is substantially higher. You're talking nine or $10,000, one person, one year. Whereas our price is under 2000 for two people for one year. And that includes the shipping and the tax and the everything. So in bread, Probably is. I can't say exactly unless I'm a nutritionist, but at least God used wheat to feed people, feed the world for seven years. So probably wheat is as close as to what a person could get to having the perfect food for a famine. If God used wheat in the days of Joseph and the Pharaohs to feed the whole world, then obviously it's it's a pretty good thing to do. And Jesus even himself said, man should not live by bread alone. So it won't cover everything. But in an emergency, it, it is probably the cheapest, easiest way to feed yourself. Now, yes, you need to have things like there's optional things. I mean, you don't have to have honey, but it sure makes it taste better. You don't have to have yeast, but it is a lot better when it rises and it's soft rather than when it's hard. So there's a lot of optional things, but at the end of the day, the most important thing is to have, have wheat in such a way where it can be stored for a long time, and when you open it, you can eat it. And that's the bottom line of what Joseph's Kitchen is offering. Wheat that is long-term storable, and then all the ingredients. If you go to josephskitchen.com, <clears throat> and I guess I could do that for you. Well, I'll tell you what, no, let me just do that. I think it, it took me a second to just do that here. Yeah, my next question when is going to be... When you go to justicekitchen.com, it looks like this. But if you click on shop, then it comes over to the machines package. Now, you need the machines package because this is the way you take the berries and make flour. And then when you put the ingredients together, then you put them into a bread machine that looks like this. But I, I made it simple. You just click on the machines package. You don't even have to figure anything. All you do is go down and you just say, yes, add to cart, chart, cart. That's going to get you a bread maker, maker, a grain mill, even a way to cut the bread with a knife, 
a thermometer, which you'll want to use in making it, and also a set of beakers. It'll give you everything you need. You don't have to go fooling with anything else. All right, then you go to the second thing, which is this is food for two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. Tell you what, let's just go to the six people one year. So if you want food for six people one year, it's we're going to send you 12 wheat pails. These are 50-pound or 7-gallon pails each. We're going to send you 10 pounds of Redmond salt. And I'll explain to you in the video how to, to use that, how to mix it up, everything. We're going to send you nine 3-liter bottles or cans, actually, of extra virgin olive oil. And not all olive oil that says it's extra virgin is even olive oil. So you got to make sure you get the right stuff. Also, honey, we send you real unfiltered honey that the number one counterfeited food, surprisingly, is honey. The Chinese are famous for sending out honey. It's not honey. I don't know what it is, but it's not honey. So we get ours from local suppliers we know is real honey. And if you try to make your bread with genuine <laughs> olive oil that's not really genuine extra virgin olive oil, your bread doesn't work right. So you have to have the right ingredients. So we send you all the ingredients, the lecithin, all the yeast, everything. You just click add to chart, cart, and then you add it up. Now, all of that <clears throat> comes to yeah, well, around $4,500, probably including the shipping, the tax, and the everything, everything, everything. For $4,500, be able to feed six people for a year, nobody can touch it. At least not that I've seen. And I've been saying this on the on the program now for a week or so, and no one sent me an email. Oh, yeah, there's somebody else that sells it cheaper. No, wheat's the best way to go. Good for you. Yeah, 10 minutes, twice a week. See, because one loaf feeds one person for one week. You cut that loaf. We even send you the way to cut it. Cut that loaf into 14 slices. What I do every morning is we put it into the toaster, pull it out. Sometimes I put butter on it. I mean, it's 68. I have to watch how much grease I consume. But sometimes when I'm really splurging, I'll put butter on it. And then at afternoon, I'll use it like normal bread, except for the, the bread slices are thicker. So sometimes I'll just put the, the meat and the cheese on top of the bread and just eat it like that. So the, the point is, it is a very good way to get yourself prepared for long-term food. And David, I see we've about run out of time, so maybe we need to continue this another time then. Sounds good. Okay, so go to josephskitchen.com, josephskitchen.com, and get yourself set up. Why? I guess I didn't exactly answer that question. <clears throat> what he's laid in my heart, I've got a warehouse in Topeka, Kansas. We've had it for 22 years. I've been paid off for a number of years. 11,000 square foot, my heart is to fill that with the wherewithal to make food. Because I think that here very soon, the shelves, especially with all these truckers now saying that they're going to block the roads and everything. Well, what are they blocking off? They're not just blocking off racquetball string, like I was told last night. Can't get, get racquetball string from a racket. Uh, it's food. Wow. So one of these days, probably pretty soon, we have multiple people have seen dreams of empty shelves. Well, I want to be one of those people where for the Christians, 
if they order us, because the only ones who listen to us are the Christians. So I want to be able to have food, kind of like Joseph, which is why we call the company Joseph's Kitchen, hint, Joseph's Kitchen, wheat. We, we believe it's, we're already in the famine, and we believe that this is going to be able to give people food, and there may be a time down the road when we're sending out free, or I don't know what God will do. But like I told the Lord the other night, I said, this is your plan. So I just ask you to send the money so I can fill up and buy all of the, the wheat and all of the olive oil and the lecithin, all the stuff, all the ingredients we need and fill that warehouse up so that when the trouble comes, we have got feed or food or wheat, bread to offer to your people. So I'd suggest you go to josephskitchen.com. Uh, also to let you know, we've made arranging, arrangements <clears throat> with farmers and uh, right now, we have some really good deals on getting a whole bunch of wheat to possibly fill our warehouse up. And uh, so your, your orders help us to get more in to be able to get the business all up and going. We've just started. As a matter of fact, this is Friday, and the website's been live now for one week. But uh, one farmer is ready to sell us 1,700 bags, and another one says he can fill whatever size order we can buy. And so we're trying to make arrangements to do that. We're trying to get a forklift. We're trying to get everything rolling. So your order will help us to help other people down the road. josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. Thanks for watching. I want to say a big thank you. This is the roof that we call it our six bucket roof because every time it rained, we used to have to put out six buckets to catch all of the water dripping through the roof. I came on and I said, we need a new roof and you sent the money and this is our nice new roof and this is my thanks to you. It took them several months to get there, get all the materials in, but it is all now nicely done. Thank you very much. Now, the reason I mentioned that is because I'm needing your help. Once again, we have a need. Our forklift died in the warehouse in Topeka, and uh, we've, you know, we've been living off of fumes for a long time at the ministry here, and we need to get another forklift. So I've done some checking. You can't buy new ones. They're about 45000 if you do buy a new one. This particular one is about 17000 Here's another one. This is also a used one. These are what they call good use. They're the only ones you can buy. And this is about 21000 So if God has blessed you, and if you can help us to get a new forklift, that would be wonderful. And you just go to prophecyclub.com, and you can see to be, we love checks. They don't take anything out of a check. Uh, just if you can help us, now would be a really good time. So what we're asking you to do today is to get this book in DVD. Now, hang on, hang on. I'm going to put a challenge out there. I've had several emails come to me lately, and people will be repenting. I've been watching you for for years, and I never sent a donation until right now. And, oh, I'm really sorry. I know I should have a long time ago. But anyway, here's my donation. So let me first speak to all of the people that have never supported this ministry. I'm going to ask you this time to consider supporting it. And it's not about money. I want to get you excited about proving that the Bible is true. I think you will be so amazed by this book. It's it's book and DVD. This book is just high. Well, here's the picture of what we were just talking about. High quality, full color, 
photographs, eight and a half by 11, big, I mean, really nice stuff. And when I saw this book, I said, oh, I got to have it. <laughs> I got to have it because I've been there. I mean, Leslie and I have been there. We, we know this stuff's true. We've been there. You know, we got our own photographs, a lot of this stuff. This, if we really are in the last days, and I think we both believe we are, then, see, God has put archaeological evidence into the earth to convince those people that will be convinced. Some people you never convince. And what this book and DVD are is some is 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 giving you the ability to put in your hands the ability to explain the validity and the truth of the Bible. Now, here's what we're asking, okay? So the book is $75, but you can buy your $3,000 airline ticket. You can go to Turkey. You can go to Israel. You can spend four or $5,000 looking for this stuff. You won't find it. You will not find it. I'm telling you right now. You will not find the things that are in this book because you won't have God guiding you and directing you. Some places you can't even get into today. So for $75 for that book, bargain bargain. It's about winning souls. Now, this is a three and a half hour double DVD. That's only one disc. It's not two discs. It's one disc, but it's a, a double layer. It's three and a half hours. And this explains the things that are in the book. So you need both. Don't think about getting one or the other. Get both. So we're doing this. The DVD is 50. The book is 75, but you can get both of them for a hundred dollar donation. At prophecyclub.com. Now, I got the, the box behind me to show you. We just got them in. We just got them in at the, at the, at the warehouse, and we are all ready to ship book and DVD. All you got to do is go to prophecyclub.com and place your order. And if you want to, you can even have them overnighted to you. As you recall, Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to refresh your memory. Okay, so the story was the Pharaoh in Joseph's day. So he has two dreams. The first one, he sees seven fat cattle and then seven lean cattle. Then he sees seven good ears of corn and the seven bad ears of corn. And he sees that the seven bad ears eat up the good ears. He couldn't get anybody to interpret it. So finally, he finally turns to the man of God. Joseph, he said, can you explain? He says, yeah, the two dreams are one message. And the one message is saying, God has shown the Pharaoh what he's going to do. He's going to bring seven years of plenty, which will be followed by seven years of famine. Pharaoh says, what should I do? Now, listen to this word, wheat. He said, store up wheat. And so what they did in those days, and Ron White said he found the place where they stored these massive amounts of wheat. So they stored up during the seven years of plenty, 20%, not 10%, but 20% what came in, they brought it all in. They were commanded to bring it all in. During the seven years of famine, that wheat fed the world. That wheat, not rice, not beans, not freeze-dried food, <laughs> wheat. Wheat fed the world. And that is also what happened to bring the wealth of the world into Egypt. Why? Because the Jewish people were living there and God was blessing them. Genesis 41, 54, 54 goes on to tell more about it, but here's the point is. He says, that the seven years of dearth began to come. According to Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all the land, but in the land of Egypt there was rice cakes. 
No. Freeze-dried food? No. What is it that God uses to take care of his people in the famine? Well, the biblical example is bread. Genesis 41:55 goes on to say, When all the, Legion, the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for wheat, wheat bread. So what do you suppose, in the seven years of famine in the last years, what do you suppose we should have to prepare for seven years of famine today? Perhaps the same thing? Wheat? Let's go on. So here's what we've done. Now, I'm going to put up a video. It's about an hour long, and I'm going to explain this in detail, so I'm not going to go into it some, a whole lot here. But God has directed us to begin offering a way to where you can use wheat to feed you and your family, which is probably the cheapest and the best thing, in my opinion, out there, to have during a famine. So we've started a website, and I'm very excited to finally bring this to you. Hopefully it is all up and working come Monday when you watch this broadcast. But what you do to go to the website, and it's josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. You go there, and the first page is going to look like this. So what you do, well, actually, it's not the first page, but you click on Shop, and then it'll pull up this page. Then you click on, right here, Machines Package, and it'll take you to a page that looks like this. First thing you have to do is get the machines, because wheat has two weaknesses. One is it's difficult to eat the wheat berries. That's what they call them, not wheat seeds, but the wheat berries. You have to grind them up from the berries into making wheat flour to make the bread. And mechanical devices, uh, maybe I'll talk about that later, but they, they don't cut it. You have to have some kind of electric mill to take it from the berries to the flour. So what we've done is put together a package. Here's the mill. This grinds. We're going to send you a mill uh, to grind it to flour. Then we're going to send you a bread maker so that you put all the ingredients in your push a button. Two hours and 20 minutes later, you got a nice, hot, steaming loaf of bread, and it is good. We're also going to send you a bread slicer with a knife. So you can slice it up, a thermometer that you will use in the making of it, and also a set of beakers. I'm going to send you everything you need, plus instructions on how I have made over 50 loaves of bread. I had two slices this morning for breakfast and lunch. That's what I had. Matter of fact, that's the primary thing I'm eating anymore. So it's not just survival food. It's stand daily food. Okay, so first thing you need is a set of machines. Now, those will last for a long time, perhaps several years. We don't know how long, but anyway. First thing, you need to get a machines package. Next thing is you need to get the wheat and all of the ingredients. So you're going to order, if you have a mom and dad in a home, you'll order people of food for at least two people for one year. That's 937 or a figure about 1000 bucks. And they, we send you the wheat in the pail so that the mice and the, it doesn't go bad, and it should last 7 to 10 years. Send you all of the ingredients you need, and you just click on Add the Cart. And also, if you want to have food for four people, then it's a little bit more. If you want to have food for six people, it's a little bit more. Now, you compare that. Okay, so you got to have the, the mechanicals, which is about 800 and then you have to have the actual food. Two people one year is about $2,000, including shipping, that kind of a ballpark. Four people one year is about 3000 Six people one year is about 4000 But if you compare that to what it costs in other places, this is what you're going to find. You're going to find that most of them cost about $10,000 
per year, per person. This is about $1,000 a year per person. What? Yeah, about $1,000 a year per person. So at that, <laughs> what we're offering you is about 10 times less than what all of these other survival food places, all these people sell is survival food. My opinion, they're not doing it right. They're offering things that are very, very expensive. You shouldn't have to pay $10,000 a year to feed one person. But in most cases, it is. However, with wheat, if you do it our way, and it's not only is better for you, as the video I'm going to post up here, if you'll go watch it, it'll explain to you, but it's also far cheaper. So what do you do? I'd recommend that you go to josephskitchen.com. I'll back up here. There you go, right there. josephskitchen.com. Take some time exploring through it. What you want to do, if you've got, um, say, a mom and a dad, or if you've got, if you've got three people, matter of fact, if you've got two people in there, you might even want to order the four people one year package. Just make sure you got plenty. But definitely, if you've got more than two people in your home, you definitely want to get the four people one year package. If you've got, say, mom and dad and two or three kids, uh, you definitely want to get the six year package. But here's the thing. For about $4,000 to $4,500, you can feed them all for a year. <laughs> Nothing else comes close. You can compare that. Most of the time, you'll spend $60,000 to feed six people for a year, not $4,000. Josephskitchen.com, best deal out there, I think. Now, maybe somebody who got a better deal. <laughs> uh, I haven't searched everything, but I doubt it. God used wheat in the days of Joseph to feed the world for seven years, and I think he's going to do it once again. So our prices are about $2,000 a year, two people, about $1,000 a year per person, okay? Yeah, give or take, about $1,000 a year. So you got six people to feed, yeah, less than $6,000. Berkey water filters have arrived. You see, most companies these days are out of Berkey water filters, but we just got a new shipment. Berkey Water Filters at prophecyclub.com. So, Leslie Johnson, I'm a prophecy student. Why should I come to your Train the Prophets? The reason you want to come to Train the Prophets is because you want to do more work for God. You want to be trained and equipped. And this is a safe place to come. You'll be able to prophesy more accurately. You'll know how to lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. But you're going to also know how to hear the voice of the Lord and be more accurate and understand He is speaking. That's why you want to come to Train the Prophets. Go to traintheprophets.com. The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card and it helps your prophecy club. These days, emergency food is mostly sold out, but HeavensHarvest.com has all sorts of emergency supplies and food in stock. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN at HeavensHarvest.com. Promo code STAN. 
Terry Saka is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much, he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com, where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.